On today's show, I was recently asked a question. If you hadn't been watching the Milwaukee Bucks closely all season, which player would surprise you if they were doing good things in the postseason? Which brought me to the idea of talking about some of the under-the-radar Bucks and some of the numbers of why I think they can be important, impactful players in the postseason. I've got some good stuff if you're a Bucks fan, so let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN for today's episode that is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's Game Time. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday. Uh, we know now. We said this the other day. Uh, the postseason has arrived. The playoffs are here, which means that. Postseason games, if they're on the weekend, you know where to come for your post-game show. It's going to be locked on Bucks. We are going to be doing a lot of podcasts, hopefully, over the next two months that the Bucks are still alive in this playoff run. So we appreciate all your support. The show continues to grow, which makes me very happy. And uh, if you haven't been on YouTube specifically, jump on, subscribe, drop a comment, get involved in the conversation, like, uh, and if it's the old audio platform, follow and subscribe and rate and all, do all those things as well because it really, really, truly does help us. It's free to do, so we appreciate the support. That's just something little you can do for us, and we see it, and we appreciate it. So thanks for supporting Locked On Bucks. Now, I mentioned some under-the-radar Bucks players that I want to get into on today's podcast with some interesting numbers. I've just spent the last hour or two pouring through the data, looking at some of these uh, Bucks players that we know are important for this team, but maybe if you don't watch the box on a daily basis, uh, maybe you would be a little bit surprised about some of these stats that I'm about to read out. So it's going to be a fun show. The first thing I wanted to do, if you didn't catch yesterday's podcast, I recorded with Justin Garcia from the Bucks Radio Network and the regular season's in the books. And we did ask a question towards the back end of that show. Who would you be starting in a perfect world, if everyone is healthy and everyone is good to go for game one of the postseason, which we believe is going to be uh, this Sunday, or we know is going to be this Sunday. So this is the YouTube comments here. Carsten says, Drew, Chris, Jay, Giannis, and Lopez. So that's Jay Crowder coming in with the four starters that we uh, expect to be there. Jacob says, don't mix it up for the first round. Stay with Grayson for now, which is interesting because... Do you just go into the first round and say, well, we think we're going to be comfortable. Let's go with the starters. Or do you play uh, what you think you're going to see later on in the postseason and get uh, what, what is arguably your best starting five in the group? James says uh, Grayson as well. So does the King. The Green Ranger is probably along my line of thinking here. He says, my biggest concern, Jay Crowder needs to spend time playing with the starters. His first minutes with the starters should not be in high leverage moments against the Celtics. He needs reps with the starters. So 
I think that's a pretty good point, to be perfectly honest. But these are the types of conversations we have on the YouTube channel. So make sure you jump on and get involved in the conversation and debate. And again, if you think I'm talking rubbish on this show, get in there and tell me about it because I'm checking the comments very, very regularly and we can get into it uh, on the YouTube channel. It's always a lot of fun. So if you hadn't watched the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the players or what are the stats or the numbers that would surprise you if you're watching Milwaukee in the postseason and all of a sudden these guys are having a really, really impactful moment? So we know what uh, Giannis, Chris and Drew are going to get you as long as they're uh, playing and good to go. But easily the number one guy that stands out for me that would surprise, I think, fans watching the Milwaukee Bucks is Javon Carter and it's not even close. And I think some of the numbers or some of the consistency, what we've seen from Javon, I'll say it at the start of the season, I would not have expected that he was going to play, you know, as a prominent role as what he has. George Hill, we know, was kind of in and out of the lineup at the start of the season, ended up getting traded. Now Goran Dragic is there. So the backup point guard spot has been completely and totally locked up by Javon Carter. He's been in the league now, uh, for six years, or this is his sixth season, or fifth season, I should say. But he's never played as much as he's played this year. He's actually started 39 games for the Bucks, which is partly due to the inconsistency of the lineups that the Bucks have had. But he's played 1,810 minutes in the regular season in 81 games. Number one for appearances for Milwaukee. This guy just did not miss games. Well, he missed one, but he was reliable. He was out there every single night. And as we were doing these podcasts and talking about the guys that weren't going to be on the floor, Javon Carter was not one of those. But that 1,810 minutes prior to this season, the most minutes he'd ever played across the entirety of a season was in 2019-20 with the Phoenix Suns, where he played 945 minutes. So he has doubled the highest amount of minutes he's played in a regular season. And he starts at 39. Before this season, he had nine career starts. So, you know, the idea that Javon Carter's been an every-night player and played 22 minutes per game is quite remarkable, and he deserves a lot of credit. Remember, the Bucks picked him up for nothing last year when the Nets uh, created room on their roster. So another really, really good addition by John Horst, and credit uh, to Javon Carter for making the most of it. He's 42.1% from three so far this year, Javon Carter. Only behind Jay Crowder, and that's a significantly smaller sample size, as we know. 66 total steals. Second in the team, only behind Drew Holiday. And the three-point shooting, this is why I think if you're watching the Bucks in the postseason and you aren't fully aware of what Javon Carter's been doing, you might be a little bit surprised. You know you're going to get the 94-feet defense. He's going to pick up steals. He's going to be a pest defensively. Even if I'm not sure... You know how he looks in a series against Boston, you know, the Phoenix Suns, these types of teams. But he is a guy that I could easily see in the postseason knocking down four or five threes and everyone sitting back and, and thinking, holy moly, this is the Javon Carter game. So on catch and shoot threes this season, he's 43.9%. On pull up threes, he's 39.3%. And the shots that we always look at, the early shot clock threes, And this is why I think he is potential to have a big postseason game. I also think there's potential for Javon Carter to frustrate Bucks fans if the shots aren't falling because the shot selection on the surface can look questionable. I think you have to encourage him to take those shots. He needs to be confident and he needs to be a threat out on the 
floor. He can't be just a fifth player that does nothing. But these shots with 15 seconds or more left on the shot clock so far this season, he's knocking down 41.1%, 60 for 146 overall on those three-point shots. So if Javon Carter's taking those early threes, and he's knocking down 40 plus percent of those during the season, then I think that you're going to be feeling uh, pretty good overall because let's face it, there hasn't been too many Milwaukee Bucks players that have shot that level or at that number during the postseason in the past. So I'm excited for Javon Carter and I'm excited to hopefully get a Javon Carter game or two during this postseason run where he gets some deserved exposure uh, from people that perhaps haven't had a close look at him. All right, we've got a number of names still to roll through and a number of fun stats and data for you all to hear about, including Bobby Portis, Joe Ingles, Brooke Lopez. So we're going to get to those as we continue to roll through this show. But first, I want to talk about game time. Now, we've all been in this situation before where it's uh, the event is coming up soon. Maybe the Bucks. Maybe the Bucks. It's a, it's a playoff game, and you want to get those last-second tickets. And you're worried that the prices are going to be too much. It's going to be too much of a hassle. You don't know what you're buying. That's where game time comes into this. Because forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for uh, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, everything. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, one feature that I do like with game time is the fact that you can see your seats. It's one thing to be looking at a seating chart, but I like to get that in arena, the view. I want to see exactly what I think I'm going to be seeing, and you can do that with game time. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on MBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Bobby Portis, the mayor of Milwaukee, the fan favorite. There's going to be Bobby chants throughout the postseason. That's going to happen at Fireserve Forum. It might even happen on the road. We know uh, Wisconsinites are all over the, the U.S. And, and Bucks fans. And they're going to travel. They'll travel for the postseason. So maybe a road Bobby postseason chant is in the future. That would be pretty fun to see. He's not only the mayor of Milwaukee. He's the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Bobby Portis. In four games this week, averaged 20.7 points, 12.3 rebounds on 59.1% from three. Now, you might say, well, Bobby Portis isn't necessarily a guy that's going to be under the radar. But timing is everything. And I think offensively, what we've seen from Bobby over uh, the last few weeks, really the last couple of months, has to leave you feeling pretty optimistic. He's been a guy in the playoffs last year that averaged... 25 minutes per game. Brooke Lopez only played 27. Now we know the back injury for Brooke back then. But the point being that Bobby has played in big games. And my uh, fellow co-host and the founder of brewhoop.com, Frank Madden, always talks about some big shots that Bobby hit in game six of the NBA Finals. So we always say, look, is he Brooke Lopez defensively? No. But I don't, I don't think for the most part, that Bobby's a guy that I'm too worried about playing in the postseason, particularly because I think the offensive punch that he gives you is going to be vital in second units and in stretches in games where you just need to get a bucket. And Bobby Buckets will be there to do it. But the big thing that I like is the form that he started to hit the longer the season has progressed. 
He was 29% from three last year in the postseason, and he started this season really struggling. He was not shooting the three ball well, but as the year has gone on, he got a little bit healthier. He had that little knee issue to start the season, but he still played 71 games this year. He is another one of those guys outside of that innocuous and really unlucky injury that he had. He always suits up. He's always good to go. He was playing in the final game of the regular season where most of the guys weren't out there at all. And since February 1, he's averaging 13.4 points, 8.7 rebounds on 48% from the floor, which is pretty nice, but 42% from three on decent volume too from the outside. So I think the way he's progressed through the year is going to be helpful. And when we look at this rotation overall and we think about who's going to be in the lineup, if you if you sit there and, and I have to say guys that I that you know I feel confident are going to play night in night out, Bobby is definitely one of those. Even if there might be a night or two where it's not working for him, and the Bucks will steer away from that, it would probably have to be in a series where Brook Lopez is playing a lot. But Bobby is a guy that I trust in the postseason, and those numbers since February one uh, should have you feeling like Bobby Portis can enter uh, the postseason in in pretty good form particularly when it comes to shooting the outside shot. Joe Ingles is fascinating to me for a number of reasons. Number one, he's Australian, so you know that I like Joe Ingles. But I was optimistic about Joe this season with the Bucks, without being absolutely assured in my mind that I, I knew what we were going to get from him. He's 35. He's coming off the ACL. The Bucks clearly invested in Joe and believed that he could be a guy that could juice up mostly the offense. And another guy that can shoot from the outside where the Bucks, uh, let's face it, could use all the shooting they could get. But I don't think, given that the return date for him was up in the air, I don't think at the start of the season I would have sat back and said that you would get 46 games from Joe Ingles in over 1,000 minutes, but that's exactly what he did. And similar to Bobby, but I think for different reasons, Joe has been ramping up. They took it slow with him to start. He wasn't playing back-to-backs. By the end of the season, he was, which is really a fantastic sign for a guy of his age. But post-All-Star break, 48.9% from three on four and a half attempts per game. 49% from three. He has been absolutely sizzling. I think the thing that is the most interesting to me is the types of shots that he's taking as well. He'll get catch-and-shoot opportunities. A lot of them will will be from the corner. He's generally going to be a guy that I trust to knock down big shots. He's been in a lot of playoff games, even if he hasn't been to the NBA Finals just yet. Those Utah teams were always in the playoffs. On catch-and-shoots so far this season, 136 attempts. He's knocking down 39% of those. So a pretty good percentage and yeah maybe in the postseason those are the types of looks he's going to get again from the corner it's his pull-up shooting that has been impressive to me so only 64 pull-up attempts so about you know half as many compared to the catch and shoots that he's had but as a creator we have seen him with the ball in his hands he can run into a pick and roll scenario maybe the attention is on Brook Lopez roll into the basket maybe it's on Giannis roll into the basket whoever it may be and we've seen Joe knock down those pull-up shots. In fact, he's 47% from three on pull-ups, which is a, a really, really nice number for Joe Ingles. And then I, I think the the other part with Joe that we all love is his facilitation and his ability to get other guys involved and his ability to play in tandem 
with Brooke Lopez, or maybe even it's Drew Holiday, but uh, Joe can take some of the ball handling responsibilities. And the Bucks with those second units can continue to have the offense function because we know there have been stretches in times where that hasn't been the case, particularly in the half court and particularly in the postseason. So the number one player that Joe Ingles has assisted this season, probably no surprise, Brooke Lopez, 38 assists. Secondly, Bobby Portis with 28. So again, that's some lineup stuff there and playing with second units. And then Giannis is there uh, with 22 assists. And I, I think I have been a little bit surprised that Joe and Giannis haven't linked up as much in pick and roll scenarios. I do wonder how the lineups are going to shake out when the Bucks really do tighten in this rotation. Based on what we've seen, I suspect that Joe's going to be an every night player and probably get 15 to 20 minutes a night. Um, but it'll be fascinating to see how this rotation shrinks a little bit because as I spoke about uh, the playoff minutes for Bobby Portis earlier, he was at about 25 last year. Giannis was up at 37. So you know Giannis's minutes are going to go up. Drew Holiday's will go up and it will shrink the rotation. So we'll see how much Joe Ingles can play in the postseason. But I think, again, he is a guy that you can be pretty confident about having an impact. So he's assisted Brook Lopez 38 times this year, but he's passed to Brook Lopez 141 times in those 141 passes. Brook Lopez has made 41 baskets. 36 of the 41 baskets have been two-point attempts. And we're going to get to some more Brook Lopez numbers in a minute, but that is pretty lovely stuff if you're a Bucks fan. 36 of the 41 have been two-point attempts. That is high-quality looks for Brook Lopez, and that is how you function in the half court. And that's why Joe Ingles has been able to juice up this offense. He's an incredibly smart player and he has found some serious chemistry with Splash Mountain, which is exactly what we like to see more on Splash Mountain coming right up after I talk about price picks. If you aren't aware of price picks who have been longtime sponsors of the podcast here, you pick two to six players and if they will go and score more or less then their price picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. So we're talking about points, rebounds, steals, blocks, assists, all those classic numbers and the over and under projections you can get involved at price picks. Uh, it doesn't have to be basketball though. Baseball's in full swing, so you can check that out. Hockey as well, golf, we just had the Masters on the weekend. Uh, college sports as well. So basically anything you can find on price picks if you're interested. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast and easy to use and currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's PrizePix. All right, player number four on the list of Bucks players outside of the big three that we think, that I think, I should say, can have a major, major impact in the postseason. Now, Brook Lopez, no surprise. Defensive player of the year, finalist he will be. I think he should win it. We know what he's done offensively for this team uh, and throughout his career. So, Brook Lopez isn't going under the radar, but I did just want to highlight, in particular, the shot profile for Brook Lopez and what we've seen as the season has developed. 
we didn't know what we were going to get from Brook Lopez entering this season, certainly not from the outside. There's been talk that the back surgery that he had last season, you know, the timing of it was interesting because he had ring night, collected his ring, played that first night, then wasn't seen again for months and months and months after the back surgery. Again, as I've said on this podcast before, my understanding is that he was carrying the back injuries, back soreness, back pain throughout a large portion of his career. So when you bring in that context, maybe it's not as surprising that he's looked so good this year because he's always been a talented, talented basketball player. But when you factor in the age as well, I don't think I would have come into this season and expected Brook Lopez to play as well as he has at any point in his Milwaukee Bucks career, which to me at least is exactly what he's done when you factor in both ends of the floor. The Bucks finished the regular season with the number four overall defense. They were number one for much of the season. The last couple of games didn't help where they didn't play their starters. They did uh, drop down a little bit over the course of those two games. But offensively, Brook Lopez has exploded. And particularly since the All-Star break, but it's his shot profile that just is wild to me. I just discussed in the previous segment, Joe Ingles and the impact he's had in freeing up Brook Lopez within the perimeter. And I think that Ingles has been a, a fair part of it, but also the Bucks have no doubt made a concerted effort to get the ball to Brook, let him go to work, let him be aggressive. I've always thought that it was a pretty good tactic to use Brook Lopez in this fashion when Giannis is on the bench because you've just got a, a really elite presence inside the paint that can score. The Bucs have done a decent job of that, but it's definitely gone to a new level in 2022-23. So here are the numbers. Pre-All-Star break, Brook Lopez attempted 621 field goal attempts. 278 of those were from the three-point line. In other words, 44%, 44.7% to be exact, of Brook Lopez's field goal attempts came from three. It's a pretty high number, but that's kind of Brook Lopez. We've seen him do that over the course of his Milwaukee career. He's absolutely become a floor spacer. After the All-Star break, Brook Lopez has attempted 278 shots. 86 of those have come from the three-point line. That's 30.9% of his field goal attempts have come from three. So pre-All-Star break, 44.7% of his shots were from three. Post-All-Star break, only 30.9% of his shots have come from three. So the shot profile has swung radically. Now, how does that look in the postseason? If you do have Giannis playing 38 minutes and those two are on the floor, does he revert back and shoot more threes where he's still 38% from the season, which is obviously a pretty nice number? I'm not sure. But I would love to see the Bucs find a way to keep Brook Lopez really being assertive and really being aggressive inside the perimeter, get into the free throw line and scoring at the rim and scoring in the paint, drawing a crowd because he's also such a smart player that he will be unselfish and he'll kick the ball out and he'll find these open guys. And I think that is going to be key to the Bucs cracking open this half-court offense. The fascinating part about this is even though that shot profile has swung from three-point attempts to two-point attempts, Brook Lopez was averaging 14.5 points per game before the All-Star break. That has now gone up to 19.6. So he's been super efficient. He's been super dominant. And he's getting around 17 or 18 points per game after the All-Star break. And that's when the Bucs have played their best all through the season. So Brook Lopez, again, maybe not a guy that goes under the radar, but certainly a guy that I'm looking to to have a monster postseason uh, as the Bucs hopefully continue to roll on. 
Playing tournament starts tomorrow, and this is where, if you're a Bucks fan, you'll be very, very interested. Is Milwaukee going to play Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Toronto? One of those four teams will be facing the Bucks in Game 1 on Sunday at Fireside Forum. So keep an eye on the playing tournament and keep an eye on Locked on Bucks. We've got shows right throughout the week. Got some fun guests that I'm trying to drag onto the show so we can have some different conversations and look at uh, this Bucks playoff run from a different angle. Make sure you check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast as well, uh, particularly with the playing tournaments rolling on. You'll get scores, news, uh, info, stats, analysis from all the Locked On experts across the network. That's Locked On Game to Game that can be found on your Locked On NBA feed. It's a good show, but so is this. And we appreciate your support. Again, let me know your thoughts about everything I've discussed here. Javon Carter, Joe Ingles, Brooke Lopez, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Bobby Portis. Let us know what you think about today's show and any thoughts or ideas or maybe someone I missed as an under-the-radar guy that could have some big playoff moments for this Milwaukee team that isn't named Giannis Drew or Chris. Subscribe, drop a comment, like, follow, share, rate, review. Do it all because it helps us big time and the show continues to grow and we're going to have some fun over the next couple of months on Lockdown Bucks. We'll be back tomorrow. Take it easy. Speak to you guys then.